Welcome back to Memories. In a time like this, when we're all experiencing something really disturbing and unique and something none of us have ever gone before, it's a good time to take a little while and listen to a story that maybe can transport you somewhere else. I wish I could say this was a happy story or a story that has no underlying circumstances, but that's not true. But nevertheless, it's a story, and I'm glad you're here to join me. Today's episode, In Families like mine, there is no worse crime than telling the truth. Secrets. Everyone has them. Secrets need to be protected, denied, defended, excused. My mother had been married before my father. How did I know? I came home one day to find an older man with graying hair and an unshaven face. A man old enough to be my grandfather. The man sitting on the rocker on the front porch. Dressed in new breeches with his white hat sitting on his lap, he was talking with my mother. She had been crying and her face was all puffy. And when she saw me, she stood up abruptly and moved fast away from him. I wasn't used to seeing any man other than my own father sitting on that rocker. So I just went into the house, not asking any questions. I didn't feel like I'd want to know the answers. I peeked out the window at them And then I looked past the house to the road and I noticed a car sitting out there with a girl inside. She looked to be about a teenager and she had long blonde hair. She waved when she saw me looking at her. As I said before, my mother was away a lot during my early years and sometimes she suffered from lady ailments, my father called them when he was being nice and outright craziness when he wasn't. My mother saw me looking and gave me a look that she gave me when she was about to go stark raving mad. I closed the curtains and sneaked the window up a little so I could hear what they were saying. I have missed you. She's missed you. You, you can't be here. Why not? Because he'll come, he'll find you. you. You can't be here. It's just impossible for you to be here. Why are you here after all these years? Those days, they're gone. But just, just get out of here. What about, what about her? No, 
no, I don't want to hear about her. I don't want to hear anything about her. I don't want to hear about you. I don't want to hear about her. I don't want to hear about any of it anymore. I gave up that part of my life. I told you, I didn't. I opened the curtains because I heard a voice. I knew to be my own father shouting, Who the hell are you? The man stood. I was just seeing if I could find some hospitality here, a glass of water on this hot day. My own father looked the man up and down with a a look of contempt on his face. He wanted to ask him more. Where's the boy? Where's Buster? My father asked. In the house. I gotta get going, the man said. Thank you for your hospitality. My mother never answered him and walked into the house slowly behind my father. Who was he? How on earth would I know? Can I get you some ice cold tea, dear? How was your day? My mother, Rose Flagg, was not who I thought she was when I was a young boy. She was a woman more complex than that. A woman who had had a life before me. And before my own father. A woman who had been married at 13 and had ran from a life, for her life, from high on the mountain. The mountain beyond any of the heights my father and I had hiked. My mother had run away after giving birth to a baby girl. Her husband had been 40 years older than her. The baby she left behind was the teenager I saw wave from the car that day. I never saw that man again, but I did come to meet my half-sister, Rebecca Chaff. Rebecca Chaff was her name, and she was of the Chaff clan, my mother's clan. My mother's first husband had been a cousin, and he had already been married before and had lost a wife to a terrible flu that had killed many of the mountain folk. My mother at 13 was the same age as his second eldest daughter. They had been friends when my own mother became her stepmother, a stepmother to four children. Upon a terrible and horrible birth of her daughter, my mother grew more and more depressed and decided that she'd have to leave the mountain to find work. So in the dead of the night, she packed it up and she left it all behind. She was taken in by a wealthy family in Fox Creek as a housekeeper, and she never looked back. She never went back. The people thought of Rose as like their own daughter. Soon, my mother Rose was no longer a housekeeper, but she had been enrolled in the local high school and was getting good grades that no one had expected. Rose graduated at the top of her class at 16 years old. Upon graduation, her benefactor, Mr. Stonywall, took her for a picnic. Over fried chicken and potato salad, with all the tiny little pickles laid out, 
Mr. Stonywall asked Rose for a little kiss, upon which he saw fit to turn into an embrace. He then pushed her back onto the blanket, and when she tried to scream, he proceeded to tell her through clenched teeth and with a hand over her mouth that she owed it to him to be a little nicer. He raped her, not once, but twice that day. She did not tell Mrs. Stonywall, who was already frail and always worried about everything. Rose avoided contact with Mr. Stonywall at dinner. But at dinner two nights later, he asked her to call her father, to call him father. And he asked her that she call Mrs. Stonywall mother. Rose did, as asked. Father asked her if she might like to go for another picnic this coming Sunday. Looking up, she saw his wicked smile and she shivered. Secrets can be oppressive and cruel and punishing. At least mine were. Punishing me enough to make me run away from my own family. All families have secrets. From the innocent ones to the deeply sinister ones. Sometimes there's good reasons to keep them under wraps. Every family has them. Every family has a trauma, a dubious deed, or a disgraceful detail that is kept under the wraps. Secrets tie families together through bonds of trust. They weigh on them as an often increasing unbearable burden. Sometimes they tear them apart, leaving hurt feelings and unanswered questions. These secrets are baggage from the past, but sometimes they're carried over generation after generation after generation. The secret of what happened to the Shane children and what I witnessed that morning they went missing was my own dirty little secret. <laughs>